Welcome in to another edition of MCM Radio. I am Jimmy Morris, joined by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you today? Doing pretty good. What's going on? Oh, not too much. It's been a minute since uh, we recorded. Unfortunately, we didn't record at all last week uh, when the Titans actually won. So now we're back here to talk about the mess we saw at Nissan Stadium on Sunday. So we're going to get into that. Uh, before we do, remind you, as always, we're right from UCMiracles.com, so you can check us out there. Uh, you can subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for the Music City Miracles radio feed. You'll get our show. You'll get Titans Film Room Radio as well. They recorded a show uh, after the game on Sunday. Uh, so if you didn't hear that, check that one out as well. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at MCM. Terry's at T Lambert TN. Okay, so um, Titans lose the Colts. You know, that's a very familiar statement for us to make, obviously. Um, they were actually able to beat Jacoby Brissett a couple times a couple years ago. But uh, that was not the case on Sunday. And we really honestly just saw a lot of the same issues that have plagued this team um, and have plagued this quarterback, right? Um, I think we start with Marcus Mariota. I think that's where the majority of this discussion is going to hinge. If you've listened to us through our various platforms, um, if you've read the site throughout the years, you know that Terry and I both have been big supporters of Marcus Mariota. Uh, saw what he was able to do in college, obviously. Saw what he was able to do his first two years in the league before the leg injury. And you just knew there's a, there's a guy there that has the potential to be a franchise quarterback. However, after what we've seen for the last you know two years and in the first couple of games this year, I'm, I'm honestly just kind of to the point where I think this is what Marcus Mariota is. I don't think this is what he always was, but I think this is what he is. I think he's a guy that is skittish in the pocket. Um, I said that's the that's the word that Paul Karski used when they started the um, when they started their show today, um, and, and we've talked about that. Um, I think you've got a guy who misses some throws that he should make. I think you've got a guy that imagines pressure that's not there a lot of times, which runs him into either bad throws or sacks or you know other things. Um, he didn't turn the ball over yesterday, but he had one ball that absolutely should have been picked, um, had a fumble that the Titans recovered, so there were no turnovers yesterday, but you had two you know, things there that could have happened. Um, I don't know. I just think that he is right now a guy that is going to be a mediocre quarterback, and I think that what we have seen from him to this point hasn't changed over the last three years and I, I think we've got our answer. I mean I'm ready to declare that that he's that he's just not the guy that's gonna put them over the edge. I, I think he had it in him at one point, but for whatever all the injuries, whatever it is, I think we're to the point now where I mean I, I'm ready to say the Titans are gonna have to move on for this year. And that's the tough thing, right? Because we've seen the glimpses of Marcus Mariota, the franchise quarterback uh, you know, year one, year two, he looks like a stud. Uh, comes in doing really, really next level things for a rookie passer. Um, and then, you know, the coaching changes, uh, the injuries, it, it all seems to, to add up here. And uh, what we've got here is a, a, a broken Marcus Mariota. Um, like you said, the, the pocket presence is not there. You've got the, the footwork is what gets me. Uh, watching him operate in the pocket, standing flat footed. Throwing, you know, a 15-yard out route, uh, and the ball sails or you know gets away from him one way or another. Uh, he just doesn't look natural in the pocket anymore, and, it, and it's strange because I, I thought he did, you know, early in his career, but it seems like his mechanics are broken, and and th- that seems like something that coaching could fix, but uh, for whatever reason, it hasn't happened. So I think we're seeing a shell of what Marcus Mariota used to be. 
he just wasn't good enough yesterday. You know, the, the game was put on his shoulders. Uh, we'll get into some clock management, you know, some, some questionable play calling down the stretch there. We'll get into all that later. But, um, you know, you need, what, 35, 40 yards to get into field goal range. And Marcus Mariota is making decisions to throw three-yard passes to Delaney Walker. Uh, you know, he's scrambling. You know, that got Titans out to midfield. Uh, his decision to spike the ball on third down, you know, it, it just the Titans as a whole looked really lost in, in that, that last minute of the football game. And, you know, that, that falls on Marcus Mariota. It falls on the coaching staff. But uh, that, that looked like a guy that, that hadn't done that in a while. And, and, you know, we've talked about his ability in the fourth quarter to come back and lead games. It's probably his, his, his best trait. Uh, we didn't get that yesterday. Just a really frustrating fourth quarter of football, and unfortunately for me, I, I think it all boils down to, you know, that there are some other factors, uh, like I said, but it all boils down to Marcus Mariota just not being good enough. Yeah, and let's be clear, I, I'm not, I don't think either one of us are trying to sit here and say that the only reason the Titans lost that game yesterday was because of Marcus Mariota. Um, like you said, we're going to get into plenty of other things that went wrong as well, but the the throw the, the first play of that last drive the throw that you talked about to Delaney Walker like that, that's inexcusable like I don't understand an NFL quarterback with no timeouts left knowing how many yards you have to get to get into field goal range like you cannot make that throw if you're going to throw that ball to Delaney Walker it better be at its feet where he can't catch it so at least you stop the clock you burn so much time um, having him catch that ball and get tackled. I mean, because it, and it's not like, you know, if he had a lot of green in front of him or if he's close to the sideline, you know, obviously you, you can take that throw. But he's in the middle of the field. There's a guy right there. there unless he, you know, breaks three or four tackles, there's that nothing good comes from that play. Being in second and eight but losing 30 seconds is worse than being in second and ten and having all that time. So, you know, and again, it's just – it's just that stuff constantly. I, I don't. I, I don't know what else at this point. Like I said, I have tried. I, like we all like him, right? He seems like a really nice person. Um, and, and you know, again, the, the, his teammates love him. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, we talked about how ridiculous the whole thing was about you know the people saying that he should have played in, in, in the last game last year. Like like all of that stuff. We we've been here. We've weathered through. We've tried our best to, to talk about things. And I'm seeing a lot of stuff, like I said, on Twitter. One is, well, this is just one game. You're giving up only much one game. Absolutely not. This has been the, the, the major trend of his for the last you know two-plus years. Um, another thing I'm seeing is, well, this guy had a drop, and this guy had a drop, and all that kind of stuff. Okay, there, were there some drop passes yesterday? Yes. Does A.J. Brown need to catch that fourth down throw? Yes. I mean, I, and A.J. Brown said after the game he should have caught that ball. Was it a good throw? No. Um, yeah, he got his hands on it. Whatever. Uh, but if you're an NFL quarterback, that's not where you put that ball. Um, so, I mean, and there are just times where he throws a ball behind a guy, and a guy has to stop and, and turn around and get it, and so he's not able to get yards after the catch. Um, and, again, like, just be objective. Watch the, watch the best quarterbacks in the league. Sit down and, and watch a Titans game and then watch a guy like Mahomes or Brady or, you know, Breeze is hurt now. But, I mean, they're, they're, there's all these different guys, Aaron Rodgers. You can sit down and you can watch, and you can see how they put their pass catchers in a place to succeed after they get the ball. It's not enough just to throw a catchable ball. And I think a lot of times we are – listen, we saw a guy like Vince Young throw a lot of uncatchable balls, right? Um, a lot of times we're satisfied with just seeing a ball that was catchable and thinking that's good enough. And it, it's just not. And, again – 
there there is somewhere in there in Marcus Mariota there is a guy that that can be a good quarterback, but it's it's just at this point I am a hundred percent convinced that it's not going to happen here. Like, you're you're going to give him this year. I mean you don't have another option. You could go to Tannehill at at some point during the season. Um, I don't I don't think anything Marcus did yesterday is to the point to where you would bench him for Tannehill because I think. I think we'd be talking about a lot of the same things. I think the pocket presence would be different, but inaccurate throws, bad decisions. I mean, I think that's all kind of the same thing. But I do think I'm ready to say after this year, you've got to move on. Because the point that you made, this is a championship caliber defense. I mean, you said that before we before we jumped on here. And you do feel like you're wasting that. We got into it with, you know, I got into it with Benjamin Albright. Uh, before the season and one of the things that you know he said people were telling him is they feel like they're wasting a a, a championship caliber defense with Marcus Mariota that's that's probably true uh and I, I don't my, my point to him was it's not any different if you have Tannehill out there instead of Mariota but I think that's par- probably true you hate to see that but again there, there's nothing else you can do right now but I think we're to the point now where you know in 2020 it has to be somebody different yeah and let's be clear that that defense played outstanding yesterday yeah, you know, they gave up the one run uh, to Jordan Wilkins uh, that really, really broke Titans back. You know, put them in in a situation where they could score, and they did. Uh, and, and the game was on Mario's shoulders, and again, he he didn't get it done. Um, I, I I'm with you. I, I mean, I, I don't understand. I I don't know how you can can pay this guy unless it's such a such an insane discount. Um, but you're not going to get that. You know, a quarterback can hit the open market. Someone will pay Marcus Mariota. You know, Marcus can be the most average quarterback, most below average quarterback, and someone's going to pay him on the open market because people are desperate. Uh, people are more desperate than the Titans are. Uh, so, but I, I just don't think you can commit to him at this time. I think the Titans can do a lot better. Uh, it, it was just frustrating watching that defense. You know, Rashawn Evans, Jayon Brown, just flying around making play after play. Uh, and and to see that come result in a loss, um, that was frustrating. Um, so that, the Mariota deal to me, it goes back to last last week too. You know, we didn't get a chance to hop on, but um, there was a point in time in that game where it wasn't in hand, and I was already writing. You know, I was doing the recap for Music City Miracles, and I was already writing about how inconsistent Mariota was. You know, again, standing flat-footed in the pocket. Missing throws, missing routine throws. These are 10 or 12 yard throws. These aren't bombs down the field. Uh, you know, just flat footed. The mechanics aren't there, and, and I don't understand how that can't be addressed. Uh, and he, he just seems like he's been the same guy for three years in a row now, which is just so frustrating to see because we saw him uh, operating at such a high level. Uh, I, I I don't know what happened, but I, I know Marcus Mariota is broken. I don't know if he can be repaired at this point. Um, maybe he'll find the right destination in free agency this year and, and, and find a spot where he can sit on the bench and learn and kind of reset himself. But uh, at, at this point in time, there's no way John Robinson can commit to Marcus Mariota. No, you absolutely can't give him that type of money. And we need to move on, but you talk about – not, they're not throws downfield. He didn't throw the ball downfield yesterday. I think I saw a thing. He didn't throw it more than 15 yards down the field. At I think all one yesterday. time, one one, one throw yeah. over 15 yards, which is on, you know, somewhat on Arthur Smith, but we don't know what yeah. he had called. 
but I think we're going to get into that a little bit here. Yeah, and that's the that's the point too. I mean, and it's impossible for us to really know um, what was there before before the all twenty two comes out, all that kind of stuff. But he seems like he's at least hesitant to do that. Excuse me, he's at least hesitant to push the ball down the field. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I don't know, but that's kind of been a knock on him the whole time he's been here. Um, completion percentage has gone up. But so many throws close to the line of scrimmage, and again, then you get in the point where you need to push the ball down the field, and you haven't done it. You can't do it. You're afraid. I, I don't know what what you know what the answer is there, but they got to they got to figure something out. All right, coming up, we will get into some of the coaching issues from yesterday. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so we obviously we hit on Mariota already. Um, the one other thing I will say, the defense did play great, but how frustrating was it to the two or three times where they had Jacoby Brissett wrapped up? Oh, my gosh. Deion Brown went, like, <laughs> has him in the grass and then goes for the pump. Like, I'm like, just tackle him. You know, um, so that, that, that was frustrating. But they did. They, they played great. And, you know, anytime, I mean, I think if you give up, you know, if you don't give up more than 20 points in an NFL game, you, you should win. I mean, that, that's just kind of how what it feels like the game is right now. Coaching. Okay, so there are a there are a few issues that I have with what went on yesterday. Um, the biggest one, I already wrote about it for Museum Miracles this morning, but the, the whole thing where they had the fourth and two with four minutes left in the fourth quarter, they run up to the line, they act like they're going to snap it, they try to draw the, 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 they try to draw the Colts offside, they don't jump. But, you know, the, the Colts went through this whole elaborate thing where they did that, where they came up and they, they did the count, and they shifted, and they did the count again, and they shifted again, did the count again. The t- I think that's dumb. I think all this is dumb. But the Titans didn't even do that. They had one one shot at a, at a hard count. The Colts didn't jump. And then Marcus looks at the sideline, and then by the time the next 20 seconds roll off the clock, everybody is standing there just staring at the sideline. I don't understand that. I don't understand how in that point in the game, you don't know before that play, before the third down play is run. You don't have it in your mind. Okay, if it's fourth and, you know, this plus, we're going to punt. If it's fourth and, and this minus, we're going to go. Or maybe I mean, maybe you're not going at all there, and, that, and that's perfectly fine. But you have to have the punt team standing beside you if you're the head coach on the sideline ready to sprint out of the field and, and get that punt away if you're not going to use a timeout there because you're down by two. You've got to get a stop. You've got to get the ball back with time left to, to try to make something happen on offense. They wasted a whole bunch of time. And again, not even really trying to draw the Colts offside, just staring at the sideline. That, to me, is inexcusable. And, you know, we haven't seen – I mean, Mike Brabel was a rookie coach last year, you know, his first head coaching gig. I can't think of any any moments like that last year. I mean, he did some stuff where he challenged some plays that he shouldn't have. Maybe he got a little bit aggressive at times that he shouldn't have. Um, but I can't remember a game where it looked like the sideline was clueless like it did yesterday. That that was the first time I've seen that from Mike Vrabel. Hey, the whole situation is so frustrating. I'm, I'm with you on the hard count. I, I hate when any team does it. And, you know, for me, it has to be a believable situation. It, it was, what, fourth and two, and you're still in your own territory. 
there's at what point there there's what three three minutes left in the game something like that just over four minutes 408 408 okay 408 you're in your own territory um is anyone really buying that you're going for that i mean i when they walked up i was like all right they're gonna try and draw them off sides and i hate that because i'm staring at my at the timeouts you know you've got three left so now you're stuck now you either have to burn a timeout or you have to burn 30 seconds they chose to burn 30 seconds which you know they could have absolutely used uh later in the game I, i just hate that i don't understand um, doing that in a situation where it, it's truly unbelievable that you're going to go for it on fourth and two, it, it wasn't even a, it wasn't even a spot where you could throw a quarterback sneak in there. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, to me, it was super obvious what they were doing. I'm sure it was super obvious to the Colts, uh, and it was just a, a total blunder there. Uh, in a moment where you're just sitting there pulling your hair out, and you know, I think Vrabel got stuck. I think he made a mistake, and he just got stuck, and he just had to watch the the time click off the clock uh you know and I, I guess it in hindsight it doesn't really matter if he he bled the clock or, or used that timeout. but either way uh dumb call and uh I, I bet the titans want those uh 30 seconds back right about now yeah i mean obviously if you point to the, how the game ended i mean the game ended with the titans having the ball missing a fourth down with time still on the clock so yeah but things could have been called differently um you know later if they had some of that time left there I just I, I don't I don't get it and like I said it, it it's one thing I, I still think it's dumb but it's one thing if you're actively trying to draw them off sides they weren't even doing that they're just standing there staring at the sideline yeah the the other thing and I mean there was some play calling stuff that was you know, that was confusing I mean you got Derrick Henry rolling uh, you know as the, as the third quarter ends going into the fourth quarter and then you give Deion Lewis the fir- first carry of the fourth quarter I don't understand that um, and this, this was something that we ripped. Uh, that we ripped the previous coaching staff for um, so many times you would have Henry roll and then they go back to DeMarco Murray or, or vice versa, you know, um, that's the thing yesterday where, I mean, I really felt like, you know, they had the lead in the third quarter and I, I was texting with another friend of mine and I, and I was like, this is the point where they just keep feeding Derrick Henry. He starts running over people. He eventually breaks a big mm-hmm. one off, scores a touchdown titans win i mean i really felt like that's where the game was going but they, they just they, they got away from that a little bit um i i don't know how much different things are going to be once taylor lawan comes back but you're you're seeing a lot of a lot of the two tight end personnel and i i thought we were going to see more three wide receiver sets they brought in adam humphreys you know paid him a, a pretty good amount of money you know we're in a kind of a bidding war for him against the patriots they refused to hand him the or to throw him the ball more than two yards past the line of scrimmage i think he has what four receiving yards in these first two games on a couple catches he, he lost some yards yesterday they handed him the ball in reverse it looked like he was going to throw and i don't know if that was what the play design was and it just wasn't there and so he ended up tucking it but again at that point let's give the ball to derrick henry especially when he's starting to rip off runs um, so th- that was the confusion to me. And again, it's it's easier to make assessments on some of the play calling stuff, not pushing the ball down the field. Uh, is that on Marcus? Is that on the play caller? I don't know. And then you got Delaney Walker. I don't know if you saw this, but after the game, you know, they're asking him questions. Why didn't, why didn't the ball come to you more? Why didn't they throw the ball down the field more? That kind of stuff. And he just keeps saying, ask the coach, ask the coach, ask the coach. So there's obviously something there that he's not happy with. I don't know if he's talking about Arthur Smith, if he's talking about Mike Vrabel. I mean, it, it's kind of hard to, to, to know there, but it just seemed like the um, they weren't happy with how that game plan played out. Um, and then one more thing, I'll let you come up with that, but one more thing we found to mention, Tajay Sharp, 
my gosh, dude, fall forward. Like that. that <laughs> I forgot that's about that. Play. Yeah, that's what set up the fourth and two. Yeah. Right? Uh, we didn't want to talk about that, but you see Delaney. Like, if you go watch back and watch that replay, and Delaney just has his, he- his hands on his helmet after that happened because you've got to know where you are. And the thing that gets me there is the first down was on, like, a, a I don't know what yard line it was on, but it was on a, like, the 35 or, or whatever. So, I mean, it was like one of those things where he should have been able to, before the, before the play, before the ball was snapped, to look at this, okay, I got to get this yard line to catch the ball and get to that yard line. Uh, that that killed me, but anyway, I, I just that hit me just in a moment right there. <laughs> All right, I, I want to go back to the sequence at the end of the third quarter because uh, Derrick Henry rips off three runs, uh, it gets like six, ten, and fifteen, just bam. Titans are suddenly at midfield, and I tweet, I say it feels like Henry's about to to rip the big one and, and just snap the heart of the Colts. Because that's what he's made a habit of doing over the past six or seven games. And to see Deion Lewis walk out onto that field and to see them go shotgun to start the fourth quarter after what we had just saw, the Colts were tired. They had been on the field a ton in the third quarter. That blew my mind. I mean, for all the good that Arthur Smith has already done, it's almost like that was all undone for me. Uh, It was like going back to Matt LaFleur. I, I, I don't get that. Deion Lewis is extremely, extremely ineffective as a runner right now. And you've got Derrick Henry, who has been lights out in the fourth quarter. You know, that you've got this whole game plan to wear defenses down. You've finally got them worn down. You've just ripped off 25 yards on three carries. What do you do? You go gun and you line up with Deion Lewis for three straight snaps. I mean, Derrick didn't come back onto the field for that drive. That blew my mind. So the Titans were winning at the line of scrimmage. Everything was going right. Uh, it just felt like the spot where you ride Derrick Henry into the sunset. And that's what this team is. Uh, and, and to see Arthur go away from that, man, um, that was mind-blowing. And, you know, that that sticks out to me even more than the last-minute drive. You know, stuff can go wrong in the last minute. I get it. Uh, you're running around with your hair on fire trying to make something happen. But that, you had a quarter... You had a break, you had a, a commercial break, and to come out with Deion Lewis just blew my mind. Yeah, and that's the thing. I, I don't know if sometimes they, they get too cute or like they uh, – we saw something on tape we think will work now. We've got them set up for But when you're handing the ball off and you're getting, you know, four, 11, 18, I mean, whatever, six, whatever it was, the, the three runs right before then, just keep doing that. Like, I don't, yeah, until it's not hard. That Right, keep doing that. And then get into whatever else you, you think you have them set up for. Um because you know you see the you see what the risk is when you try to do this other thing and it doesn't work out, so th- that that was frustrating. And then the, the last drive, uh, I mean, a few things we already talked about. You know, the first the first play of the drive where where he checks down to Delaney. I'm okay with the run um, after that because uh, you know he, they, he got what 15 yards or something like that. Um, probably was the best they were going to do in that situation. You get up, you clock it on first down, and then. What gets me is the next couple of plays, you don't – again, we need to see the all 22 before we can like definitively make this statement. But I'm pretty sure the fourth down play, you had four slants. Um, there's nothing – there's nothing going towards the sideline. I understand that the Colts are going to be guarding the sideline at this point. I mean, obviously, the, the two things you don't want to happen are get out of bounds, get over the top. I mean, I, I get that. But you've you got to at least give an option for Marcus to to hit something that's breaking toward the sideline. Now, I know he doesn't necessarily like to throw those throws either. I mean, I, I get all that. But at, at the point that you are in the game, that, that's what you have to be willing to do. Um, 
and then so there's that that portion i'm not even sure i mean aj brown like i said he should have caught the ball it wasn't a good throw um i, I think that happened with like 11 seconds was when the ball hit his hands i'm not even sure they would have been able to get up and clock it to get a field goal off anyway at that point so i i don't love that I hate, I hate, hate, hate that they clocked it on third down. I don't understand. You clocked it on first down. So you have a play on, uh, you have a huddle, uh, you know, a full huddle before second down. Why don't you call two plays in that huddle and you know this is what we're going to run if we get uh, if we get tackled in bounds and we, when we have to go again. You, you can't put yourself in that fourth down situation. I, I just, I, I don't. I, I don't I don't like that I don't understand why they did that there I, I don't know whose call that is I don't know if that's if, if Marcus looks over after the completion and they're telling him to, to clock it I don't know if that's something that he decides on the fly I mean I have no idea how all that breaks down we're not ever probably going to know that unless we have video of you know Marcus looking at the sideline and, and Vrabel making the the spike it motion but I just think they were set up there where they could have gone ahead and you got you kind of have the Colts on their heels after that completion. Uh, go ahead and run another play, see if you can get that. Then you get up and, and you clock it on first down, and that way you give. And then if you if you've gotten enough there, um, you, you, you okay. Either you've gotten enough where you're clocking it and you're you're going to attempt a field goal, or you've got an incomplete pass and you've got fourth down anyway. I just I, I don't know. I was I was screaming at the TV when they ran up to the line, up to, the line to spike it on third down. Well, that was a situation where you've got a second-year head coach, you know, in what his 18th game, uh, and, and you've got a rookie play caller, and you've got your fifth-year quarterback has to be more in control to me uh, in that drive, and he he just he, he didn't look in control. He looked kind of clueless. Uh, the, the the couple of short throws he made that kept the clock moving. Uh, he's got to be better than that. I mean, that's just what it boils down to. To me, we can we can nitpick the coaching staff. They're not they're not scotch free here. But um, you know, Marcus Mariota that that's his element. That's his zone. Uh, year five. That's what he does. You know, we, he's been uh, applauded for for his ability uh, to to win these late game situations, and it just didn't happen yesterday. Um, you know, one thing I want to point out: look at the box score. For this game, I mean, you talked about watching other teams. Uh, look at the box score for for this Titans team here. You know, your leading your your leading pass catcher is Delaney Walker with 39 yards, four catches for 39 yards. I mean, if you want to know why the Titans get no respect nationally, uh, look at this stat line. You know, it's, it's so fantasy driven these days, and, and I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but titans just aren't aren't very much fun to watch you know it just seems like every game is the same it, it, it gets uglied up uh you know they drag guys into into street fights and it just seems like it, all these games come down to the fourth quarter i'm just i'm just not sure that's the way to win 10 or 11 ball games in this league i think it can get you to seven eight nine pretty consistently uh with the way this defense is playing but it, it just feels like every game is the same Every game is a, an absolute street fight, and every game goes into the fourth quarter. And, you know, with Marcus Mariota and how inconsistent he is, I think that's a bad place for this team to be. Well, and, and so that's the thing. I mean, you can, yes, I, I had somebody, I was going, I was talking with somebody about, you know, how many quarterbacks there are that you think, you know, that, that guy can go win a Super Bowl. And then somebody said, well, Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. Yeah, Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. Absolutely. But if you're going to play that type of game, you have to have everything go exactly right. You can't have a kicker that misses kicks. And, like, I, I mean, I know, you know, they, they brought Sanders in right at the end. I mean, you know, there's a reason he wasn't on the team. He, and he's been fine. 
I mean, you know, you'd rather have him than Vinatieri at this point, right? After missing two extra points yesterday, um, but like, you can't miss kicks. You can't have stupid turnovers. You can't waste time on the clock. Like, you have to be almost perfect in the other aspects of the game and get some breaks if you're going to win a Super Bowl like that. And when was the last time that happened, a defensive team winning a Super Bowl like that? It, it was the Ravens, right? I mean, the, yeah, the Flacco was pretty good that year. I mean, let's not forget yeah. that. Yeah, and then you go back to Trent Dilfer. I mean, right. that, that's kind of what you're looking at, but that's twice in 20 years since the Titans have been here that a team like that has won the Super Bowl. So if if that is your if that's your bar, then I mean, okay, fine. But I, I just don't think that should be your bar. And again, it, this goes back to me. We're going to get into the same type of arguments that we had over whether or not they should keep Mike Malarkey. I think the ceiling with Mike Malarkey was nine and seven. All right, I, I'm starting to feel like the ceiling with Marcus Mariota is nine and seven. So is there is there a chance that you move on from Marcus and you draft a guy and he's terrible? Sure. And you go back into the, you know, three, four, five win thing. That's absolutely a possibility. But if you're just going to keep winning nine games every year and you're going to have to have everything go exactly perfectly right to even get in the playoffs, never mind win in the playoffs, I, I think you take the chance. Again, what I, I mean, I guess, you know, it's it's fun to it's fun to watch the game and feel like your team has a chance to win, but I would still I'm not sure what the big difference is between a team that you know is going to lose coming in and a team that you know doesn't have a shot to win the Super Bowl because I, I just think unless unless they unless they make some major changes on offense this team even if they if they play really well the rest of the year they they just they don't have an offense that can go win them games in the playoffs and so I, I just I don't want to hang on to well, Marcus is better than X, Y, or Z. Would you rather have X, Y, or Z? Like, I, I just, I, I don't want to play that game. I want to go out and try to find the ceiling. And I just, I think when you're at the point where you know what the ceiling is and it's not good enough, then it's, it's time to go ahead and move on to something else. Yeah, you're, you're getting in a sticky situation there. You know, you, this team is, is good enough with average quarterback play to go win nine games. Can they win more than that? Is this roster ready to win more than that with an average quarterback? Uh, I, I. I Mm. Uh, it, it's just a it, it's a tough deal you know you look at at the Dolphins you know they, they're they're tanking you know they're they're doing it the right way to find a quarterback now they're exploding the roster to do it but uh, that that's just kind of the the situation that they've been in for a, a decade and they're they're trying trying finally to to remedy that um, you know it, you look at the Titans if they need a quarterback is this team going to pick above 18 through 22nd I mean you're going to have to give up a ton of draft capital if you want to trade up uh, or, or you can wait you know but it, it just seems like waiting for a quarterback in the first round doesn't really doesn't usually work out uh, so it, it's a it's a real sticky situation uh, it's something to where maybe you stick with Tannehill next year uh, is, is that a possibility uh, I don't know what's going to come available I, I, I don't know but uh, this roster is, is, is too good to go into tank mode, uh, but unfortunately, I, I think Marcus Mario is just holding them back. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, but listen, it's week two. Titans are one and one. So, you know, uh, this has been obviously a lot of negative. And yesterday was pretty much all negative. I mean, there, there's really no other way to spin that, minus, like yeah. we said, the, the defensive play. Um, but there's a lot of seasons left ahead of them. I think Arthur Smith is going to get better. 
Um, you know, and I, I've been happy with some things that he's done, but it just there seemed like a few like gaping holes yesterday. So, uh, look, uh, you know, they got Jacksonville on Thursday, um, and the, the Jaguars have been a remedy for what's wrong with the Titans for the last couple of years. <laughs> so hopefully we can see something else like that. It's always fun to beat them down. Worst fans in the NFL. So um, you know, hopefully they can go down there and Derrick Henry can have another one of his games, run over Jalen Ramsey a couple times. I mean, you know, if we can see something like that, get back on track. Um, you know, I, I think that the AFC South is still within their grasp. I, I think, again, the defense is good enough if, if you can just get a few strides here and there. I mean, I, I think this team has the possibility to be a playoff team, um, but there's just there's just some, some big holes, and they, they just kind of keep her in their ugly head. So that that's kind of where the, the Mariota discussion comes from, and, and we'll, we'll track it as, as we go along here. Anyway, that'll do it for today's show. Um, so like I said, follow us on Twitter. I'm at MCM. Terry's at TLambertTN. MuseeMiracles.com. A uh, ton of stuff about this game. Getting, ready, getting you ready for Jacksonville on Thursday. And get this podcast. Uh, just search, search out Museum Miracles, the feed, wherever you get your shows. You'll get us. You'll get Titans Film Radio as well. So for Terry, this is Jimmy saying thanks for listening, and we will talk to you again later. <laughs>